This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson here with you. Uh, so that brings us to quarterback, which brings us to offensive coordinator. Which one do you want yeah. to do first? Um, I guess, I mean, they're, they're probably get, they're like connected in this weird, like snake eating its own tail type thing. So I'm sure we're going to talk about both. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Simultaneously. Yeah. So. I got to pick I'll a graphic, just, though. Do we want to go offensive coordinator, quarterback? Let's go. Let's go offensive coordinator. All right. What do they do as off or at offensive coordinator? And that's you know that really is a huge question in terms of what yeah. we we're just talking about philosophically. Do they want to be a team that runs something similar to what they did last year, but better? And also, you know, we talk about the quarterback stuff. Like, um, I've kind of thrown out Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury as like this profile of former head coach that could actually be interested in a one-year job kind of thing mm. but also if Sam Howell's your quarterback a guy who did a lot of RPO stuff in college do you want someone like a Cliff Kingsbury who runs a very RPO system do you yeah. want someone more from like we've talked about the Tennessee Atlanta tree that's outside zone uh that way you get a lot of run a lot of play action off of it and insulate your quarterback that way like there's so many different directions that you could convince yourself could mm. work and also, I think then you get into the profile of, do you want someone with experience? Do you want someone who's like a fresh new mind? What kind of staff are they going to be able to hire? Like, are you hiring someone that's coming in and inheriting the rest of the staff that Scott Turner leaves behind? Um, also, there's now reports that Kenny Zampezi could be in the mix here uh, as the OC. And like, what kind of offense does he run? Uh, is it that same like Norv Turner system just tweaked and, and perhaps called better? Um, is that just all you want? So there's a lot to, to chew on here, even before you get to who's who's going to be operating it as the quarterback. So I think there's this tendency amongst fans and amongst analysts, me, me included, to kind of say, oh, whoa, where are they going to go? What's going to happen? I think you got to look at what Ron has historically done. I think he's going to find somebody that he's worked with before, that he's comfortable with, that knows this system. And I think one of the reasons the knowing of the system is so important is because there's this year parameter um, going into 2023. It's a year. So you don't want to install a whole new offense. You don't want to have that yoke around your neck. Because like I said before, even really good OCs, Kyle, Sean, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniels, when I talked to him in San Francisco, three years to learn and actualize an offense. You don't have three years. You have a year. So you have this offense, and you need someone who knows this offense and that someone has run, run has worked with before that understands the terminology, the verbiage, and understands Ron's philosophy. All of a sudden, that list gets really short. You know, none of these kind of big name guys are, are on the table because they got they're going to come out and want to run their own offense. They're not going to learn someone else's offense, right? Right. So all your West Coast guys are out. Yeah. Right. All the guys in Atlanta, all the guys in Tennessee. Right. This is a Ron has always been a gap scheme run guy. 
Like he's going to get a coach, a coordinator, run game coordinator, who is a gap scheme run guy, right? So the, the, the name that pops out to me is Shula up in Buffalo. Like that one has been thrown around a little bit, and I think he's worked with him before. He knows this system. I do like the fact that he's been with a winning organization, an organization that, um, <clears throat> you know, is working with Josh Allen, has brought a quarterback along. There's been quarterback development there. Um, we saw what a Buffalo staffer can do in New York. I'm not saying it's a one-to-one, -one, but I think like having that experience brings credibility, brings viability. The problem is like he can't interview till they're out of the playoffs, right? Well, right. Um, because I was just trying to think like they they didn't get the one seed, and so because of that, they are those coaches. Uh, there's there's got some window somewhere. Um, they I can think. Do it. But I mean, so I think it me, depends. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's only if they go to the Super Bowl the week between, like the off oh, week. Right. Number one seed coaches, I think, can interview this week. Like I know Kansas City's got a couple of guys that are interviewing, uh, like Steichen from Philly is interviewing. Right. But I think you're right. It's either out of the playoffs or until you have like a week where you're not playing. Right. So I look at that and I say, like that to me seems like the most natural fit. But obviously, again, you're limited by time. But if if you're pretty confident, like I'm sure Ron's got his number, they talk and they say, are you interested? And you can kind of start planning around it. but I th And that's one name. Ron's been in the league for a long time. He knows a lot of people. So does Norv, right? That tree is not as prolific as it once was, but it's still around, right? So Ken, someone there, that's Shula's the, the, the big name that comes to mind. I'm sure there's others. And I got to do some research before our next pod to find some other names that fit that criteria. But that is what I'm looking at. And obviously Zampezi fits that uh, by criteria by default, but I do think you want to bring something new partially because of all the feedback Ron was getting from the players about a lack of confidence in offensive philosophy. So I just think bringing in a new voice, new perspective will help with that a little bit. And um, even if it's the same stuff, it's just a, it's a, it's a, just a different perspective, different voice. And I think that to me, that seems like the right decision. It's just about kind of in that very narrow window of the available candidates that fit that criteria, who's it going to be? Yeah. Um, what do they, how similar is the system they run in Cleveland? That's a really good, that's a really compelling thing. So that is actually, from what I understand, he is a West Coast tree guy. He's like a Kyle tree guy. Now they get to their outside zone stuff differently because Bill Callahan is the run game coordinator. So there's mm -hmm. a, there's a heavy influence of Bill Callahan with like that pin pull stuff. They do run some outside zone. They're really good at it actually. So like, and then they do a lot of duo and kind of gap scheme stuff as as opposed to tight zone. They're more like this. They're, they're outside zone and gap scheme as opposed to outside zone and tight zone. Right. So one of the names that's come up um, in the last 36 hours, just kind of kicking around names that'll probably get hired somewhere. Um, right. But talking to Robert Mays on the radio show the other day, um, and also this guy's interesting as we transition a little bit to the quarterback conversation, is Drew Petzing. He's the quarterback's coach in Cleveland, a former okay. tight ends coach as well. Um, so okay. he's got a little bit of expanded knowledge. Uh, he's gotten had some interviews last year. But for OC. For, yeah, so talking, uh, talking about him is interesting because what if Jacoby Brissett is one of the quarterbacks you're right. looking at, right? right? And so that's another impact on this OC conversation is like, who is the quarterback that's actually at the helm next year? And if you're going into the season with Howell as your default QB1, like, yeah, getting someone who, getting Zampezi, who worked with him closely, 
seems like a good idea. Um, that relationship has a lot of value and and not having Sam learn another offense. But there's also the thought, like if all of a sudden you decide after you do all your your season review stuff that your new quarterback is going to come from college, then, right. you know, there's maybe a little bit more expansive uh, of an OC search because you are going to teach the quarter. Now, now, of course, that's only one player, right? Terry right. and Curtis and, you know, your O-line, whoever doesn't have to learn a new offense. It's just your quarterback. Um, but that is something to consider. And if you were to go with a guy like Petsing, let's say, and you bring in Brissett, where your quarterback at the very least knows the offense, and by the way, they operated at a top 10 efficiency level with Brissett at quarterback this year, which is nuts, um, mostly by running the football with Nick Chubb, but right. like they operated at a really high efficiency level, um, then that could be a really interesting choice where you bring in a veteran like Brissett, you let him battle with Howell, and basically when Howell's better than Brissett, he's a pretty solid NFL starter, and you roll with Sam from there. Yeah, I think that's, I actually would love that fit here, like that type of guy, someone from a, again, we mentioned Cleveland in addition to Atlanta and to um, Tennessee, Tennessee, right? Like, because they are kind of that same philosophy, and I think that's what Ron wants to be here. The problem is, I'm pretty sure Drew Petzing is going to want to bring his own verbiage and terminology. Now, I have been in systems where, like in Atlanta, Kyle left, they hired Sark to replace him, and Sark had to learn the offense in Kyle's language, right? He had to learn Kyle's offense and call his offense, which is hard for coordinators. Like you need to be really smart. You need to be very dedicated. You need to really push that envelope there. And I'm not sure if I'm a young, talented OC, like why do I want to deal with that, right? I want to go to a spot where it's like my show. I can run my offense. I can call it the way I want to call it. Um, and I think that's something that if, uh, some is going to weed away some of these higher quality candidates i think right because they're gonna be like yeah why do i want to well, deal with I that think, parameter yeah i think you're also kind of already eliminated some of those guys though like if shane steichen's the number one guy on everyone's list well i guess right, steichen's really more of a head coach but uh whoever the quarterback coach is in philly i'm forgetting his name um but he's gonna be an oc somewhere he's number one on everybody's like right. hot name list right he's right. not coming here because of the right. ownership stuff that we've already talked about right right no i think that's that's 100 right so Again, you, it's it's these names are like I, I'm excited. You know, like anybody from Philly, I think would be great. I think anybody from, like I said, Atlanta, any anybody from any of these organizations that we've talked about would be great because they they encapsulate the philosophy that we want. They're going to execute an offense that has been very successful, and hopefully, they're offensively innovative enough to kind of evolve to fit the personnel here. Right. The problem is that takes time, and you don't have time. So you need to kind of that time parameter, I think, is a bigger deal than people want to acknowledge. So that's one reason why I think you want to kind of stay with the same offense as much as you can if you're Ron. So, again, it limits, it takes away some, like, again, this this Drew Pettis guy would be great. He'd be a fantastic fit here. I'd be fired up. It's exactly what you're looking for. But the problem is if he comes, he probably needs to bring a new run game coordinator. Like you need the staff overturns. And can you get a good run game coordinator from that same tree knowing that they're going to be out of here in a year? Like that you, you, that year parameter is really limiting what you can and cannot do. Even Shula, like, you know, Ron has probably has a great relationship. They've worked together before. Am I leaving a really good situation in Buffalo for not a sure thing in Washington just for a year? It's tough. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to really kind of sift through some stuff here and try to find the best candidate if they choose to go outside. And that's why I think the Ken Zampezi thing becomes, I don't say more viable because I don't. I still don't think that's nothing against Ken Zampezi. I think he's a really smart guy, but I, I just think it. 
you need to bring in a new voice. And so where is that new voice in the offense? Um, and that, that, that's my kind of thought on that. And it's, gonna, it's just going to be hard to get guys in, I think. Yeah, on the run game side, Randy Jordan is one of the only holdovers from the previous staff that Ron kept. And I would imagine that Ron would like to keep uh, keeping Randy Jordan. Uh, and obviously Jennifer King is someone who's a rising star in the, in the league in a lot of ways um, for what the work that she's done and, and the help that she's given to, to Robinson and Gibson and her reputation is stellar as well. So that's that's going to be an interesting like mix and match um, sure. on that side of it. Um, I will say this: if I I can't get this thought out of my head, and it's the rare time where Craig's going to be the optimist. I think that there is a really compelling case to be made for someone who, again, is a bit of an opportunist. But like, if you can yeah. come in, if you can come in with this skill position group, and it really comes down to how much do you like your quarterback situation? Which is, as we'll talk about in a second, not not the evo- easiest thing to like here, right? They, they have a fifth-round rookie who played one really good game that's very impressive, high upside, and that's the only quarterback on the roster, and you are not going to be a priority destination for any of the big names that become available. It's just what it is. And you, right. don't, have, and you, don't, and you have a middle-of-the-first-round draft pick, right? Yep. So you're not in a good quarterback situation. But if, if Drew Petzing from Cleveland, loves Sam Howell in the draft. He's like, man, yeah. if I was in charge, we would have taken that dude in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that kid, plus Terry, plus Jahan, plus Curtis, plus Gibson, plus Robinson, plus the young tight ends, you're like, well, since we're not going to spend a lot of money on quarterback, we, like, we got Buku's of money to spend on O-line and a first-round mm-hmm. draft pick. Right. Like, I think I can make this offense average 28 a game. Yeah. Then... Even if Ron gets fired, you might be in line to be the next head coach here or somewhere yeah. else. And so I do think that there is a version of this where someone is going to be like, there's too much opportunity here. Now, as you said, that list becomes very small if Rivera's, right. if Rivera's like, I need someone who knows the system, knows the verbiage, has maybe worked under, Nor- like we should do a, an extensive Google yeah. of who's in the league now that worked under Norv Turner and came out right. of that tree. That list gets small. But well, man, I, I, I don't. I do I don't think disagree. that's intriguing. I don't. I don't disagree that this is a good opportunity, but it's it takes away your top candidates, right? It takes away your yeah. Cliff Kinsbury's. It takes away the dudes from Philly. It takes away those dudes at the top of the list because they're going to get legitimate. I don't. Not that this is this isn't a legitimate coordinator spot, but they're going to get a, three years under a new regime to do what they want to do, right? And that's not what this opportunity affords. So those top guys, I think, fancy to just say, are gone quite frankly, because, you know, even though this is a very compelling opportunity, especially given all the reasons you said, um, it's going to be someone a little off the beaten path. And I think that path, if I'm Ron, I'm thinking, who do I know that can kind of just keep this on the rails? Everyone knows the verbiage, everyone knows the system and see what happens. So um, that's why I think that I, I, again, I could be completely wrong. He He could go in a complete direction, but then that gets messier. For the year transition and it's like do you want to get that messy for a for a year or do you want to kind of say let's keep it as tight as we can let's keep the offense the same let's let everybody know the same offense and let's just try to hit this out of the park with a young quarterback after we upgrade on the offensive line right all right that brings us to bum ba bum quarterback mm. who is the commander's qb1 and how do they pursue that person in 2023 so I think I really think they're going to give 
Sam a look. Is and obviously what is today is Thursday, so this is like it's Thursday, days. January twelfth. Mark this down for quarterback prediction one of the off season. <laughs> we should do a montage by you know whenever it is. That's the a good idea. Starts. So I, I I get the vibe that they're they're want to see what he's got, and I think endorsements from guys like Taylor and endorsements from guys like Terry are going to be a big part of that, and. It's funny how like all these people who were very quiet about Sam in season are now talking about him a lot in this very grandiose way. So I'm always a little bit dubious about that in terms of information, but I do think that is a good sign. I think it's a good sign that he performed well in the game. Was it perfect? No, but was it good? Yes. And now all his teammates are kind of saying, you know what? We like Sam. We like what he's got. We like his physical tools, blah, blah, blah. So I think Sam was going to get a shot. If Sam's getting a shot, you need someone else on the roster. That could be Taylor Heineke. Right, it could be Jacoby Brissett, who I kind of like a lot. I like um, you Jacoby know, Brissett a lot, a lot. Like an Andy Dalton type guy, yep. you know, that type of guy, a guy that's good, that has been a backup, that can mentor a young kid, help him grow, and then when it's time to transition, they're not going to be making a stink in the media because they know the score and they're going to be pros about it. You're going to pay them a lot to do that. So I think if that. It, Given they given the the notion that Sam seems to be the guy today, four days after the season ends, look for a veteran who can win you some games. If Sam doesn't develop the way you thought he would develop, is is kind of is my thought. And until I hear something else, like they fell in love with the kid from Stanford, right, the quarterback from Stanford who will be available at sixteen. Like I think that's the direction they want to go. To me, first round pick seems a bit silly. Um, unless you look, yeah. Unless I mean, you, like, I'm saying, I, I agree. Yeah. Unless you love, if you kid, love like, someone, look. There's been quarterbacks that have gone teens, twenties that have been awesome. 30s. And sometimes, Shoot. yeah. I mean, obviously, down the list, um, you know, your your Breeze in the second round. I mean, on a different level, your Cousins right. and your your Wilson. Um, you know, down the list, uh, obviously, Brady was a sixth rounder, one of a kind, but he exists. Um, somehow still in the NFL at the age of 46. He's how he's like 12 years older than you, isn't he? No, no, it's crazy. Um, it's, cr- it's crazy. And you retired three years ago after a 10 year NFL career. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, anyway, uh, I, the way this stacks up, maybe, I don't know, maybe I've just got super optimistic view of everything right now. I actually kind of like the way their off season sets up if they execute, right? Yeah. Where, they can spend low money on quarterback with a Brissett, with a Dalton. We're talking $12 million or less. Have a high upside play in how. Um, a solid quarterback in a system which, Lord willing, is insulated. And the yeah. quarterback doesn't have to do a ton. And then you can spend your first round pick on offensive line. You can spend a buku of money on offensive line. And then you can spend your depth stuff on like your depth picks, your second, third rounder on down the list. So I guess you don't have a third right now because of the Carson trade, but you you spend that stuff on the corner depth and some of the other stuff right. that we're talking about. And maybe even you get out ahead of some things. You know, obviously we'll see what they do with pain. We'll talk about that in a second. But mm. like, can you go ahead and extend Cam Curl now as opposed mm. to playing the game you did with pain? And then next offseason, you're like, oh crap, we have to we have to sign Sweat and Curl. Um, right. So there's there's a lot of stuff that we'll get to uh, as we go here uh, today and and moving forward on some of these cap gymnastics that they they need to do. But the the, the thing is with this team, they have the resources available to do the things they need to do. They just got to get it yeah. right, and that's yeah. that's the hardest part is getting it right. 
but they're also looking at positions that are not as competitive. Like everyone's looking for quarterback because everyone's always looking for quarterback, but they don't necessarily have to push quite as hard there where they can push harder at guard. They can push yep. harder at right tackle if they want to kick Cosme inside or, you know, at both guard spots, if they want to obviously bring in someone that Chris Paul is going to need to beat out that's a little bit more established, right? right? So there, there's these, I actually like how that sets up from that it way. Feels, it feels good. It feels like it's it's a very manageable thing. It feels yeah, very manageable. as manageable as it can be when you are like, oh my God, we don't have a quarterback. Um, right. Unless but, you uh, think that I, Sam is your guy, then I guess you do kind of have a quarterback. But uh, yeah, I'm optimistic about Sam. I mean, and we'll see. Like, it's, it's really early, but like, I think... I think he the running ability, the 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 arms talent. If you go out and you say we are going to turn this offensive line into a top ten group, that that becomes a a much more tenable solution. Definitely. Now, can you get there? It's tough, man. It's it's really hard to get there. You know, in an off season, but teams have done it. You know, uh, Kansas City a couple of years ago. I think that was two thousand. 20 off season of 20 of 21 going into 21 season they went out and invested big they hit on two guys in the draft and that's been a tough that's been a, like one two one a one b with philly for the last year and a half so like you can is do there it. another kelsey brother <laughs> yeah right that's apparently but, what I you mean, need on your team yeah it's uh, seriously just to get a good old line absolutely so i think um it, it, but they got to hit on it they got to do right. a good job of that and um we'll talk about the draft briefly here in a second but like there are things there that make you say okay they can get there um with that said all that said i think we're on the same page we agree with the plan don't spend a lot of money compelling case made by robert mays with me the other day that Derek carr would be a really good option um Too not expensive. at his current not at his current price right but assuming oakland yeah. or not oakland vegas moves yeah. off of him um or was willing to eat some of the salary if you can get Derek carr in the 25 to 30 range does that interest you I'll buy that. Yeah. 25 to 30. If you can hit them there, like, and everyone says 25 to 30, like think about that. A middle tier quarterback is $40 million. So right. if you can get him $10 million cheaper, I definitely kick the tires on that. Cause if he, if you get 2021 Derek Carr, like he's a, he's going to elevate the hell out of this roster. He's going to elevate the hell of the offensive line. The problem is you're, if you get 2022 Derek Carr or 20 uh, or 2019 Derek Carr, like that's bad, right? That's way too expensive. But it's a bargain if you get those other two years in there. Um, and I think I think the other thing they need to consider is they need a guy who can learn this offense because this offense is like I've again I have access to talking to coaches and talking some of the offensive stuff, not everything, but it is a challenging offense to learn in terms of how they call it. So uh, we talked about how I think Carson Wentz in that area struggled more than they thought he would. Mm -hmm. So they need to make sure that guy knows it. And I think that's one of the reasons why you kind of maybe stick with Sam or Taylor because they know the system, they know the verbiage or a guy like uh, Brissett. Brissett because he's learned every offense under the sun. He's been in New England's offense, which is notoriously hard to learn, right? He's been in Cleveland. He's been all over the place. He's been in Indianapolis. So there is a path there where you find a guy who can learn an offense. I think Derek's a smart guy. I think he could probably do it. But that's something else that has to be factored in here. Also. No, the learning curve is something that is, is definitely huge.